Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is December 20th. The time is about 3.30 p.m. Reddy and MPC has been conducting Zoom or conference calls for the past 10 years. If you have any question, uh, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, please show up your face and let Gayatri know that you're a newcomer. Uh, you'll be promoted. You have to raise your hand, show your face, and let Gayatri know. Let our team members know that you're a newcomer, that you never asked the question before. That's the main criteria that we do. Nathan? Yeah, hi. Uh, hi, Mr. Reddy. Thanks for the call. Uh, I have a question uh, regarding my uh, 485. Uh, mm-hmm. I filed the uh, 485 last October, and mm-hmm. my date is June 2013. Mm-hmm. And I have a daughter who is uh, 12 years old, and her age is not under EB3 last year uh, because I want 40 approved. Uh, now my employer... Uh, agreed to refile um, because my date is current under filing date. But would that mm-hmm. jeopardize her uh, age being locked out right now if I file under EB2? Yes, definitely. Because you are going into, what is your priority date? Uh, June 2013. Yes. Um, that would definitely, if you are going to get the green card under EB2, she's not locked right now. Because the rule is very clear. It's the underlying I-140 application, underlying I-140 that will count. Though. If your underlying I-140 is EB-2, so how much time EB-2 is pending? Do you meet all the conditions required for the uh, age locking? That's the main thing that we will look into. So yeah, she's not locked if you go in EB-2. But the currently locked, she would be out of it, is it? I mean, we are not going to withdraw the application. Even if you don't withdraw it, if you're going to get the, if they grant you the green card in EB2, she's not locked in it. Okay. So what would be your advice? Should I wait? That's till- a, that, I don't, uh, there's no need for you to file the 485. That, I mean, there's no need for you to do it. You can wait until the final action date becomes current. You can have I-140 approved. Then at that point of time, if the final action date becomes current, though, then you can do it. Now, this is for you. For the other people, it's a different story. Okay. But she is 12 years old, still plenty of time. I don't know. Why why, (laughs) why are you asking me the question when she's 12 years old? You want to put the burden of her on me? No, 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 no. I'm just uh, asking No, but yeah, you know know how the things roll out. So I don't don't want to, don't pass the burden on to me. You take a risk, you take a risk. But if I I would, Uh if you don't apply, wait for the final action date to become current. Then you can apply if you want to. Okay. At that time, I can even uh, in a file or a refile. I can do both of these, right? You can do both of those things. Yeah. Right. Okay. Either way, she'll be locked. 
Okay. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. But you know, if I do it, if I get a EAD, I can use that, or uh, can I use a EB3 EAD? If I do an EB2, right? I see. I, right now, with you, I would not refile it. I will choose to interfile it. Okay. 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 Clear. Next yeah. person, please. Thank you. Sunny. Sunny, you have to unmute yourself, Sunny. We can come back to Sunny later on. Any newcomer, please let our team know, guys. Krishna. Hi, Rahul. Um, I'm actually about to submit my I-485 form sometime this week. Um, uh, I found a few changes and my attorney is making change, uh, changes with the correction fluid. Is that still acceptable or are the forms going to be rejected? I didn't understand why the forms will be rejected. Because uh, there were some mistakes and my, um, my lawyer is making corrections with uh, correction fluid. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. They can make it. Okay. Not a problem. Okay. Thank you. That's acceptable. That's completely acceptable. Okay, thank you. Ashish? Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, just a very pointed question. I had my EB2 priority date approved for December 21st, 2012. And when last year, you know, all this thing happened in EB3, my company chose to file a downgrade petition and EB, basically I-485 plus new I-1. Yeah. And now, now EB3 is gone and EB2 is up. EB2, I already have all I-140 approved and stuff. So my question is, what do my company need to file another new 485 application or not? Because my company attorney told me that, Ashish, do not need to worry. Your application is there. USCIS would know um, whether you are on EB2 or EB3. You are in both line, and your application will be automatically picked up for EB2 priority date as soon as it become current. So uh -uh. what opinion? They're not, they're not that efficient. Um, either you can do something called interfiling or you have to refile the entire application though. Now they won't know it unless you tell them they won't know it. In their database system, what is your I-140 approval? Will you be under EB2 or EB3? It doesn't have an option of two of those things. It has only one. So they are saying we are not we are not recommending to file a new application. We will send a letter. Uh, and, and I asked uh, them that is that is what is called as interfiling. So if they send that letter to USCIS, then I'm safe. I mean, what that's what you would recommend me. I did not say that to you. I'm I'm not recommending interfiling. I'm not recommending refiling. There are some plus and minus points for both the things. I put 11 minute video for you. I want you to watch that 11 minute video though. Um, but there is it's not like one is bad one is good it's you have to pick the options after you after you choose that and since your law the company is telling they're not going to refile it they're going to only interfile it nothing wrong with it nothing wrong with it next person please thank you prashant prashant uh, uh, hi rahul thanks for taking my call uh, my h1 is valid till uh, april 22 my employer mm -hmm. has for uh, no, perm. It is still uh, in pending approval status. It was filed in mm -hmm. end of August. I'm planning to travel to India in Jan 22. Uh, I wanted to know like uh, at what time during this process I should be in the country. None. Not so when I you file the perm, not when you file I-140. 
only when you file the 485 application, you have to be in the country though. But this is the first labor certification you're filing, is that right? This is the first time, yes. Yeah, uh, that's going to be like 100 years by the time you get the green card. So, well, I don't know. Uh, right now, there's no, no you, you, can be, you can be in India right now. You can be at the Ivan 40 India. It doesn't matter. Only at the time of filing the 485 when the priority date becomes current, which is not going to happen in the next five years, unless things change, uh, you can keep on moving to India and coming back. Nothing wrong with it. But your keep on moving back and forth should be independent of your green card. Though. That means based on your H1B, you're coming back. Okay, so there won't be issues uh, because my H1 is valid only till April 22, right? I'm traveling in Jan. Or will there be a problem? You're coming back in Jan, is it right? No, I'll go in Jan. I might come back in Feb or March, maximum by March. Mm, that is a H1B problem, not a green card problem, though. Yeah, that looks... It's, it's advisable to have at least two months, but is there a rule that says that? No. Can you come back 10 days before? You can keep coming back 10 days before. But I advise you to come back two months before. Two months before. Okay. Okay. Next next person, please. Pavani? Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Uh, yes. Uh, I have a question. I have actually a couple of questions. One is I'm currently on B1, B2 visa. And uh, I have uh, got a job and I've applied for H1 and uh, on pre in premium processing, but I've got an RFE. And something that concerns me and not the uh, particularly is uh, where they say, why is she on B1, B2 visa? Where is she staying? Uh, with whom is she staying? And so on. And uh, uh, I have. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I missed out, Pauni. You are on B1, B2. After that, I missed out the point, though. Sorry, I'm on B1, B2 and I've applied for H1. I got a job. I've applied for H1 and mm -hmm. uh, I received an RFE. When did, you, when, did you, when did you come into United States though? July 24th. When did you apply for the H1B? Uh, December 6th was when they recorded it as they received it and I got a receipt number then. From July to December 6th. Okay. Okay. Keep, keep going with the question. Now I got the point. Yeah. So then I received an RS, RFP this last Saturday. Okay. They asked for a bunch of documentation from the employer side, from the client side, the offer letter and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, and one major question that stuck out was, you know, when you are on B1, B2 visa and I provided an address where I'm staying, I'm currently staying with my brother. So who is it you're staying with and so on? Or they require the documentation. Yeah, I need to look into the RFE. One of the reason is that you applied for the H1B lottery in March. There's no lottery. Uh, so here's the thing. I have an I-140. Okay. Uh, my priority oh. The March 2012. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I had okay. asked this question to you like a couple of months ago before I even applied for H1. Okay. And then I proceeded. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. I see that. Um, hmm. That's strange though. But you came in July and you applied yeah. in December. So yeah. that's there is a more than 90 day gap after you came into United States though. Yeah. So... So they're, they're just asking where you're staying and what else? Two things mainly. One is where am I staying? What is the relationship with whom I'm staying? Is it my own house? And that kind of clarification. The second mm -hmm. part is uh, my, my, my master's is in electrical engineering. I worked here and then I moved back to India for a few years. Uh, so, and then I shifted to IT. 
I was in electrical. Uh, my entire career was in electrical until I was in the US. But when I moved to India, I shifted to IT. So the other question was, okay, can you support documentation uh, because you are an electrical engineer and you are doing an IT project manager position? So provide evidence for that. Okay. What is your question for me? So my question is, if I uh, my first part where the address part, I live with my brother. He owns his house here. Is there anything that you know that could affect him if I give? No. I mean, of course, I have to give his address and so uh, details no. and so on. Anything no. that nothing is going to affect. Nothing is no. going to affect him. Okay. No. And my last part of the question is, I have my current uh, my uh, priority date as March two thousand twelve. And action filing date is current for that particular date. Uh, it's in EB2. I wanted to know if I can apply for 485 independently or does it have to go through the employer? It has to go through the employer. Okay. So that you cannot do it independently. And if the employer has changed, they have to redo the perm and only then. You're right. You're, you're right now. I see. I see. Got it. Thank you. Thank you, Rahul. Next person, please. Satish. Hello, uh, Rahul. Uh, this is Satish. Uh, thank you very much for taking my call. Yeah, actually, I am on. Um, <clears throat> I applied for EB3 uh, downgrade uh, last October, um, mm-hmm. 2020, and uh, I found I want 140 approved uh, in August mm-hmm. 2021. Uh, mm-hmm. Now my EB2 uh, current uh, in EB2, uh, the priority date uh, uh, 20. 2012 May. So mm-hmm. uh, the first question is, uh, is it interfail? Uh, not a better chance I will apply for I want you to, 485. I want you to, I want you to watch the video, the 10 minute video that I gave it. Uh, I'll give it to you again okay. and then make a decision. If you still can't make a decision whether you should do interfiling or not, uh, it's, there is no, it's not like one is good, one is bad. There are some pluses, some minuses in both the things though. That's the reason I can't clearly say this is the best one. Okay. okay. Uh, if you still yeah. can't make a decision after you watch that, don't come back to this conference. Give a coin toss to your wife, let her flip it. And whatever comes it, will take it. And if something goes wrong, we, I, and you, Satish, will go and blame your wife. Sure, sure. One other top of question. I have an offer mm-hmm. actually right now. And I would like to take that offer. Uh, if you would like to take the offer immediately with a different company, though, refiling definitely is not a good option. I see. I see. I see. But my employer doesn't do anything. Just apply. He will leave it. That's all. It's a consulting company. I was working from them for yeah, 15 still, years. So he doesn't yes, do anything. Still, I will do interfiling. I see. If you intend to leave, I'll do interfiling. Any oh. newcomers, you have to show your faces, guys. You have to. I would recommend interfiling. I would not recommend refiling. Okay. 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 So if that is my employer doesn't do anything, that you recommend still, interfile still on. Okay. Interfile okay. on Next person. Please. Okay. Thank you so much. Rahul. Yeah. Hi. Uh, hi, Rahul Gar. Uh, we applied uh, for identify application uh, in October twenty twenty. Uh, so we received a Okay. Yeah, AP and EAD card. And recently, we I traveled to India, and while coming back, the I submitted my passport and uh, the my AP combo card to the CBB mm-hmm. officer, and he asked me 
okay uh, i need some documentation so then i said so i'm talking he didn't tell anything so just i i asked okay what kind of documentation you need so just i provided my 485 receipt to him and mm-hmm. uh, this is my advance payroll uh, card so i'm traveling on ap so he said oh do you have h1 so then i said okay i have h1 but i'm i'm going to use my ap card he said no show me your uh, h1 so then i provided my h1 uh, it was uh, valid until uh, 2023 may so then he took that my h1 and he uh, he entered he admitted as h1b and he provided i94 but there is no stamping for my uh, for h1 visa so is what's that, your problem what's your problem so is there any is, is there any issue because they he provided i94 until 2023 uh, without a visa stamping where are you coming from india or are you coming from mexico i am coming from india yeah he probably didn't know exactly what to do but nothing wrong you're good you're in good shape i would consider you as an adjustment of status you can even consider yourself as h1b and adjustment of status if you want to nothing wrong nothing wrong has been done nothing no harmful thing will happen to you okay, have i seen so these not... things yeah sometimes some stupid guys are there they don't know what they're doing and yeah, you don't want to correct he them he might there. be new new person i think he, 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 he might not know about how to process yeah, it but that's fine it's not going to harm you right now okay there is no issue with the status and uh, those things right no sir you still oh. your 485 is still intact Okay. I don't know about your your H1B is debatable, uh, but your four eight five is intact. You're good. Next person, please. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rahula. Vishal. Hi. Thank you, Rahul, for taking my question. So it's related to a B two visa. Like I filed extension for my mother in September, and her I ninety four expired on October twenty second. so she already have a plan to leave back, uh, go to india back in on december 25th but we have received biometrics and the date for the biometrics is jan 6th so my question is like can we go to india without giving the biometrics or we have to extend our stay here and give biometrics and then leave it's a very tough question i'm going to answer this actually not this week the next week the reason i cannot answer this is that there is a conflicting memo on this one though the memo says that that if you file an extension mm-hmm. you leave the country you have completely abandoned the extension b2 extension process mm-hmm. and the entire period that she has stayed is considered to be not in legal status thus by her passport visa is considered to be invalidated okay now it was there only in theory i've never seen them interpreting it okay but today i had a consultation with a person where his when the mother was trying to come back they canceled the entire visa because she left the country exactly under the scenario what you are in so i have i want sorry go ahead yeah so the theory what was there in there that implementing it are they broadly implementing or they only implemented on my this particular consultation i don't know the answer at this point of time if you can have them at least get to the biometrics that will be much better 
So if she gives the biometric on Jan 6th and we leave on the same day, is that still okay? I am not going to answer that question. That that will be much better rather than biometrics is not given. And there is other thing that even though biometrics on January 6th, you can just take the biometrics and walk in to see if they will take you. Yeah, we, we tried calling USCIS. They said like, unless Don't you have call. an emergency. Okay. Don't call. Just go there and try it. Sometimes they take it. Okay. All right. We, we can do then other than that, we can extend the stay. Yeah, otherwise extend the stay until January 6th. Okay. All right. Thank you. Neelu? Neelu? If you're a newcomer, let us know, guys. Krishnamurti? Hi. Sorry. Okay. No problem. Hi. Um, hi, Mr. Rahul. Uh, uh, I'm on, currently, I'm on H4 EAD, and mm -hmm. my current EAD expires January 22. And my husband's H1B got approved last week, so I'm still waiting for H4 approval. So my mm -hmm. question is regarding extension of I-94. Can I mm -hmm. extend I-94 without leaving uh, USA? You already filed for the H-4 extensions, right? Yes, it's already applied. That is exactly what it is without leaving the USA extending the I-94. That is what you filed for. That is what you paid for. Is there a way because uh, it's taking a long so that time? Is, uh -huh. So now there's a difference. You want an expedited way, not a way. You already find the way. You know the mm -hmm. way, right? Yes. Um, no, ma'am. Uh, I can't, without leaving the country, I I don't have a method that I can tell you, ma'am. I don't have. If I do, I will. Oh, okay. If I leave the country, uh, if I go to India and come back, is there a way, chance for auto renewal of I-94? You go to yeah. India, you come back. No, you will not. Just because that one gentleman's officer did a wrong thing, he, they won't do it for you, though. We have seen that people going to... Uh, when is your current um, uh, I-94 expiring? January 31. You can try doing going to Mexico, though, not okay. to India. Okay. We have seen that if they're flying, there's a 50% chance that you will get, uh, you will get the... There's a 50% chance that you will uh, you'll be allowed to come back into the country uh, with the extended I-94 until your husband's age when he expires. Okay. Oh, there's one guy who's reporting. His name is Madhur. Uh, can you give a chance to Madhur? Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, Madhur, um, so yeah, it works sometimes, but no guarantee, ma'am. Madhur is going to give you further information. Okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah. You can ask your yeah. question and then we'll go with your feedback. Yeah, sure. So my, my question is related to same. I, mean, I'm, I think we are both in the same boat. I just passed a step ahead. Uh, I traveled to Mexico along with my spouse and uh, they renewed her H4. I mean, they extend her H4 I-94 based off on my I-797. Okay, mm -hmm. but now my question is her H4 EAD, I already filed concurrently with my previous H1B and H4. H4 and mm -hmm. H4 EAD are now in in process state, but H4 mm -hmm. I-94 is extended till March based mm -hmm. on her passport validity. When is the EAD expiring? It, it, it's in, uh, I think, 24th of January, 2021. So now, do I need to file a new H4 EAD, Rahul, no. to fall into automatic not uh, extension? No, not, not needed. Yes, the reason I'm, 
But the reason I'm asking, because since her I-94 is now extended, right? So mm-hmm. USCIS may deny her H-4, which is in process, saying that it is yeah. approved, and then it may, they may deny her H-4 EAD. We right. haven't seen we haven't seen the H four EAD denial though, because when they are denying the H four, they are denying the H four because she doesn't need it. Okay, they won't deny the EAD, but if you want to be extra extra cautious, you can throw one more application. It's not yes, and nothing harm, right? Nothing harm in in throwing no another another H four EAD based on new no I ninety four number. No harm. No harm. Okay. 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 So anything I can answer to her, like any specific thing she's asking? No. So explain it. So where did you, you fly to Mexico or you went to Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I fly to Mexico. So what we did is, so um, I mean, based on my, after I got my I-797 approval, so we fly to Mexico, Cancun. So what the CBP officer looks for, uh, that that trip should be meaningful. So I request you to, you know, stay Cancun for a couple of days. It's, it's a nice place. You can have your vacation at least for two days or one night or two days, whatever, and then come back and ask your husband to give him uh, to CPP officer, provide him I-797. And based on that, he will uh, extend I-94 for your spouse, for your husband and for yourself as well. Again, this is a discretion. It depends on person to person, but most probably that. So I would, based on, be, based on your suggestion, I would recommend people to travel for at least yes. two days yes. and then also have the spouse travel along with them. Yes, yes, that's true. So okay. that's, and, and recently I did the Rahul, I mean, uh, this weekend only. We came back on that's Sunday, true. we fly on 12-17, we came back on 12-19 and it worked. So yeah, you can suggest okay. that to uh, Mexico. Which airport did you come in from? Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Sounds yeah, good. that Thank was you. pretty smooth route. Yeah, sure, sure. Thank anyway. you very much for the feedback. I, 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 I know I'm in touch with you regularly, so I really, you know, uh, it's making a lot you. of sense to me to help you. Thank you. Thank you, sure, Rahul, sure. for giving Thank me you. the opportunity. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Next you. person, please. Yeah. Hey, Rahul. Thank you for taking my question. I have sure. my EAD uh, approved based on the downgrade I filed in October 2020. Uh, now it is an EB3. Uh, I have an EB2 as well. But the question is basically my son will age out in May 2023. Now, should I go ahead and apply an F1 for him or what are the risks and chances? Uh, what, is your, uh, what is your priority date? Priority you date is February 2014. Oh, it was never final action date was never current. Yes. So did, yes. you said 2023 is right? Uh, May 2023, he will age out. So that will be 22, 23. That's about one and a half year. Correct. Um, I would wait for six more months and file it. And the reason why I tell this, and I told you completely different story before was, hmm. before when people were moving from H4 to F1, if the F1 doesn't get approved before the kid turns 21, they have to file something called interim B2 application. They recently changed the law, uh, rule, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't need to be done right now. So once you file the F1, he's in legal status. You can let his H4 expire. That's the reason where I'm okay if you file uh, six months later on too, or right now too. Previously, we were telling when the kid hits 19, you should file F1. Okay. Now okay. I can wait another uh, five, six, six months, months and then... Six months. And, and then let me tell you okay. another thing, Mr. Krishnamurthy. Even mm-hmm. if the kid gets to, uh, kids gets into the F1 visa, mm-hmm. he doesn't get out of the 485 application. 
he only gets out of the 485 application when he gets kicked out because of the CSPA. You know what a CSPA is, yeah. right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Now, Next one person. question. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, by having an EAD for himself, is there any risk of he getting a F1 or doesn't exist? Good question. We tried many people, and like the way we have people giving the feedback, zero zip cases have been denied. Okay. And I can apply a change of status from here. Absolutely. Don't go for the constant okay. processing. Sure. Next person, okay. please. Thank you. Hi, good afternoon, Rahul. <clears throat> so my name is Raj. So I'm a big follower of yours. I'll watch at sure. least uh, your videos two times, one on Tuesday, one on Sunday. You know what Thank those you. videos are. Sure. Um, I have a couple of questions. So the first question is about uh, my I-485 interview, which happened on um, 14th December. Mm-hmm. So my priority is uh, my priority was not never current, uh, but you know they called me for an interview. I went there. It happened for twenty minutes. Uh, no major thing to share uh, from that interview. Just simple uh, demographic questions, and then they did not even ask those eighty questions. Yes or no questions. So at the end, the officer said they, he collected the medical stuff. But at the end, he said, "Do you want to give any documentation?" So. Uh, Mm-hmm. I thought of giving everything what I have. I gave all the financial, like the pay slips, 485 tax returns, W-2s, and then the marriage certificates, and then the kids' mm-hmm. birth certificates. You know, my wife also worked, even though she's a dependent. So we gave her pay slips, her uh, details as well. <clears throat> so at the end, so he said, everything looks good. And then he said, I will make a decision by end of today. Or if I'm busy today, I'll make a decision by tomorrow. It's been a week, nothing has happened. So, okay. Can you throw some light on it? Uh, what's happening there? Your prior date is not current, is right? Yes. Was never current though. Uh, if the if the prior date is never current, they can't give the green card. The officer doesn't know what he's doing. So he he gave me a slip. The slip has three options. That's an interview result slip. It it called. So it has three options. The first option is um, so the case will be adjudicated. Uh, you know that's the first option. The second option says you know your case will be. Doesn't matter. He cannot approve it. Okay. He will have to. He might have gone to the supervisor, and supervisor, dumb guy. You can't approve it. So, what is the next thing then? So, the the current. You just have to is, wait for the final action date to become current. Yeah, the the status online says you know uh, the review has, an, has to be done. Matter. You have to wait for your final action date. To, they don't have an authority to approve. It. Okay. Okay. My next okay. question. My next question, sir, is uh, my mom was here last year, so she left this year uh, in in the in May. But you know, not no sorry. So she left in September. So but we, I applied for her extension, uh, and then she she attended for biometric in August. Uh, but she had to leave in September. So the online status says nothing. So it still says uh, biometric interview scheduled, even though we appeared for biometric. Uh, nothing has been happened, and then she 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 left in September. So do you think any issues uh, while she's coming back? Um, I want to keep. the things a little bit I, i want you to keep watching our videos though because this if you don't hear anything okay if you don't hear anything in the next two weeks though mm-hmm. nothing everything is fine if there is something bad i will report to you though okay the reason is that i, I don't want to take one case and scare everybody else okay while the 900 cases are doing fine one case went bad Okay, so but 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 fingerprinting has been done, and then you know after that she left uh, after one month uh, after fingerprint. As of now, nothing is bad. No, everything is good. If there is anything bad, I'll let you know. Okay, sir. That's all. Thank you very Thank much. You. Uh, 
One second, I have this TJ. How long it takes for the GC to be expected in mail? Um, GC normally will come in a more two to three weeks. That's the time that it's taking right now. Uh, when can I travel to India on GC? Of course, as soon as you get the green card, you can travel. If you really have some expedited thing, you can uh, chat with Emma and you can go to the local USAS office. They may stamp your passport for you to come back on that instead of green card though. Uh, my priority date is current now for what is the time frame to get the green card? Ravi, this is question is from Navi. Uh, Ravi. Um, um, with regards to, uh, Ravi, with regards to, uh, it's just not the priority date has to be current. The processing date has to be current too. Now the processing date is backlogged by about 20 months though. Um, Madhur, yeah, thank you for your suggestion for the passport stamping though, but we have some cases where people didn't have passport stamping. They got their approval too. Not all, but some people who didn't have the passport stamping still got their approval. Uh, I just want to let you know that even though you don't have a passport stamping, you can definitely go to Mexico and come back if you have a valid N-84. His question is mainly whether or not they are going to extend the H-4. That is discreation, of course. But yeah, we have seen some cases where the passport stamping is not there. They still extend it. Uh, let me see what other news. Anybody has questions, please post it in the chat, guys. I'll try to answer as much as simple line questions. I'll answer it. Parul, the, there is no 180-day rule. There is no 180-day rule, though. They don't follow that rule. Go ahead and apply for the H4 EAD extension right now. Um, so if the H4 and EAD is expiring, go ahead and file right now. If you have only EAD expiring, go ahead and file right now. Because if you wait, then you know, you know they're not going to approve in the proper timing. So if I were you, I would file it immediately. If you want to use your office, you can send in email at info at rnlawgroup.com. A lot of people are filing interfiling things, uh, especially for EB2 and certain other things. And people are trying to find out whether things were being. The best thing is to do the freedom of information, FOIA, USCIS. Um, it's been successful though. So far we have used a couple of times. It's been successful. Try to use a FOIA guys. That's much better. Uh, Sanjeev has this question. My EB3 did retrogress. Meanwhile, my wife EB2 became current. Can we file AOS using our I-140? Assuming that you maintain the, assuming that you maintain the non-immigrant status, you guys can file a 485 application based on your wife's. I would strongly recommend do not do interfiling in this case because it's the main applicant has been switched and the priority date was not connected at the time when you file a 485 application. But yeah, if you maintain the non-immigrant status, you can refile the entire application. Ah, Parag has a tough question though, with regards to getting the EB3 EAD and EB2 refiling. Can you use the EB3 EAD? I would suggest him not to. Now, have I seen cases who have done like that, got their EB2 getting the green card and no problem? Yes, I've seen it. But when they question it though, it's become tough. How can you justify? you would be considered to be married to the EB3 if you use the EB3 EAD. Now, if you have both EADs though, then it doesn't matter. You can always switch the marriage. You can have, you know, I have two wives at that point of time. You can switch. You can say, whom did you slept? You can always change the person. That's fine. 
satyam. Uh, Sanjeev, if your daughter is already locked in, I wouldn't want you to have a private consultation before you go for EB2. Because um, are you filing in a final action dates and a lot of different things have to be evaluated though. Does 498A acquittal case in India affects the 485 case here? Uh, no, it, uh, it does not affect the 485 result though, but they will be interviewing you. Um, Sam, it may be better that you consult me privately because these dowry cases are a little bit complex cases. I'm a lawyer in both the countries in India and United States. So I know the things, how things work there. Not a very good lawyer there, never practiced that much, but I know basic, basic enough. There is nothing done. The, uh, the, uh, there is nothing done in the BBB. Will they will, uh, they will keep. They make it may keep resurfacing right now. There is no travel ban because of Omicron for the USGC holder guys. Thank you guys. I, I uh, USGC holders and India also right now. Uh, India also doesn't have any ban. Thank you guys for coming. in next conference call will be tomorrow at uh, tomorrow at 11.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.